Welcome to Saturday Story Circle, always on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. And now, Dakota Ring Theatre presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! The Red Panda, mysterious masked marvel, hides his true identity of August Fenwick, one of the city's wealthiest men, in his never-ending battle against the forces of darkness and oppression. Together with his wife and partner, Kit Baxter Fenwick, who joins him in his quest in the guise of the Flying Squirrel, he fights a private war that evildoers everywhere shall know justice at the hands of the Red Panda! This episode, Reign of the Rocketmen! Relax, Mr. Cullen. We're 20 stories up. Your jewels are completely safe. Well, that's easy for you to say, Mr. Knox, but this collection represents a small fortune. My father kept it tucked away in a vault his whole life and never worried about it a bit. But since the day I decided to sell it, I've had nothing but worry. And those worries are now over. I have armed guards at both ends of the fire stairs and an elevator that can't stop on this floor unless this key is in place and I hold the only copy. You're just feeling anxious about the auction. It's true. I suppose I feel a little guilty for parting with the collection at all. It was my father's great prize, you know. You aren't having second thoughts about the sale, are you? No, no, I really never understood his obsession with gemstones, or why he should derive such pleasure from hoarding them away from the world. It seems so silly, really. Well, luckily for you, there are a great many people who disagree with that sentiment. This collection has some extraordinary pieces, and the auction should be quite a draw. Uh, I hope you are right, Mr. Knox. I know that I am. There are no guarantees in this business, sir, but I tell you, this is as close to a sure thing as I have ever seen. Your fortune is all but made, Mr. Cullen. Oh, no, sir. Not yet, it isn't. There are some tremendous investment opportunities out there, Mr. Knox. I aim to take this legacy and turn it into a real fortune. The future is in aeronautics, Mr. Knox. Mark my words... The world of tomorrow is a world of the air. That's exactly what I said. What the? Impossible! The windows! They're swarming with men! Flying men! Rocket men, my dear sir. No, thank you. No sudden movements. I would hate to have to introduce you to my other little invention here. What sort of toy gun is that supposed to be? The P3X Neutralizer. Next to a rocket pack, there's nothing finer to have at your side. All right, boys, clean it out. Everything you can carry. This is madness. You can't do this. If you mean I can't possibly leave until you've opened the vault for me, Mr. Knox, you're absolutely right. Now. I won't do it. I'll be ruined. There are worse things. The P3X is a very interesting device. It incapacitates, but does not kill, and yet is far more terrifying than the threat of death could ever be. Knox, do something! Where are your guards? Oh dear. That sounds like them now. What have you done to them? Just this. I apologize in advance, Mr. Cullen. What? No! Don't! What did you do to him? What I shall shortly do to you if you do not open the door to the vault and allow my rocket men to take their fill of treasure. 
The P3X causes every pain sensor in your body to fire simultaneously and continuously. It sounds so simple, but the effect is quite dramatic, as you can see. Please forgive poor Mr. Cullen for not getting up. He's just experienced the worst pain he could imagine to a factor of several hundred. Would you care to join him? No. No, don't shoot. I'll... I'll do whatever you say. How very wise. Helen! Where is she? Where is that sass-talking, carrot-talked, walking nightmare? If I've told her once, I've told her a thousand times! Oh, excuse me. Good afternoon, Editor Pearly. Mr. Fenwick, it's been, uh, well, it's been quite some time. Yes, I suppose that it has. You're keeping well? Yes, yes, of course. I I don't know if you saw the quarterly figures. <laughs> Subscriptions are up. Yes, I saw that. Well done. Newsstand sales are down a bit. Uh, yes, well, uh, about that. Mr. Pearly, I wasn't really here for a shareholder's report. In fact, I suspect that we're both looking for the same thing. We are? Uh, a certain sass-talking, carrot-topped, walking nightmare? <laughs> oh, you heard that. I did, actually. Though those might not be my choice of words. Yeah, that might be best. Hello, sailor. What are you doing here? Lunch. Oh, Gosworth. That's sweet, but I don't think I have the time. I anticipated that response and took the liberty of bringing it with me. You packed a picnic lunch? Yes. Well, Weston packed it, but I stood nearby and said encouraging things. Just give me a moment and I'll get it set up. Look at that, Mr. Parley. The wealthy industrialist war hero brought me lunch. Isn't that adorable? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's very nice. You shouldn't feel at all intimidated by the fact that he owns the Chronicle and everything in it, including you. Don't involve me in your domestic melodrama, you two. I am merely the caterer. Well, looks like I have a few minutes before the soup cars, Tim. Was there something special you dropped by for? Consonant Baxter, when are you going to quit clowning and get me something I can use on this rocket man thing? Oh, hallelujah. Does this mean the embargo on investigative crime reporting has finally been lifted? Baxter! Headlines like war continues to go well don't pack quite the same punch they once did. When you're finished with your vaudeville routine, maybe you can tell me why there's not one fact to be found in the Chronicle that I can't read in the Sentinel or the Telegraph or any other hack rag in town. Because, like every other hack rag in town, we only have the same facts to print? Six robberies in three days, Baxter! Millions stolen! Cash! Securities! Precious stones! That guard at the museum who had a heart attack when they hit him with their pain ray thing? Congratulations, Mr. Parley. That neatly summarizes this morning's page one, complete with exclamation points. We've got a fistful of facts, a boatload of questions, and no answers. The cops have less than we do, if such a thing is possible, and the local superhero hasn't had much to say on the subject as of yet. I suspect he's keeping busy. There was a time, and I don't know if you recall this, but there was a time when if we had questions and no answers, you would get off the delicate parts of your anatomy and go find out. Shall I request an interview with a supervillain's press agent? Just get me something to print. Something that no other paper in town has. Like what? Like schematics of rocket packs? Where am I supposed to get those? I have some. Hang on, sweetie. I... Wait a second. Did he just say... Yeah, I heard it too. Gussington P. Fenwick, did you happen to say that you had schematics of a rocket packs? Yes, that was me. Where did you get... Well, with Wentworth James lost overseas, his father Ian hasn't kept up the more 
exotic elements of his research labs open. James has focused his efforts on heavy manufacturing and support for the war effort. And so you... Hired most of his cleverest technicians for Fenwick Laboratories? <laughs> yes, well, someone had to, didn't they? Wentworth was the real brains behind the designs, but they all have solid working knowledge and are ready to help. I thought if you could provide access to some of the eyewitnesses, it might help my experts to speculate on the origins and workings of these new rocket packs. Might make an interesting story. Interesting? Might make the story of the year! Thought it might get you out of the office for an afternoon as well, and that's usually fun. Editor Pearly, dear, I have to have lunch with a dashing young billionaire and then win several awards for investigative journalism. Was there something else that you needed? Mr. Fawcett? Mr. Fawcett? Calm down, Buckley. What's got you in a lather now? It's the men, sir. They stopped packing up the equipment. Of course they have. I told them to. But, sir... What about what you said? The plan was to... Half a dozen impossible jobs and then disappear. Yes, I know what the plan was, Buckley. But, sir, everything has gone so flawlessly. Precisely, Mr. Buckley. So flawlessly that we'd be fools to stop. My original calculations assumed that by this point we would have had a brush with the law or that the authorities would be hard on our heels... It simply is not so. But, sir, the profits from the jobs would be... A drop in the bucket of what this city has to offer. We haven't even begun to pick the low-hanging fruit. They'll be ready for us. The city is on high alert. The city is in a panic. They're terrified. They think an army of rocket men will descend on them at any moment. Have you read what's being written about the P3X neutralizer? The descriptions given to the newspapers by those who have experienced it are poetry, Mr. Buckley. Pure poetry. They'll be so terrified, we won't have to pull the trigger on one for weeks. Weeks? But, Mr. Fawcett, the plan was to keep moving. And so we shall. But for how long? How many cities in this country have anything to offer us? And Uncle Sam isn't going to take it lightly if we turn our attentions back onto his neighborhood. If a dozen men are to make their fortune, we will need bold strokes and to strike at every opportunity. Do you know what it costs to develop these weapons? To train this squadron? And then to have them dismissed, rejected as impractical? We have one chance at this, and we are going to take it. But the police, the Red Panda... That flat-footed fool... Have we even seen him yet? Or the police, for that matter. They can't anticipate us, can't stop us, and can't catch us. They have no idea what they're up against. They might be getting closer than you think. Look at this, the Evening Chronicle. A newspaper story. Is that what has you this upset? They talked to some of Wentworth James's assistants and eyewitnesses. They have some pretty accurate guesses about the design and operation of our rocket packs. See? See? There are diagrams. Wentworth James. Now there was a worthy adversary. He'd have given us a run for our money anyway. But my work is years ahead of anything Doc Rocket ever flew. Don't look so sour, Buckley. Laying low wouldn't have agreed with you anyway. Not when we can be kings of the air, untouchable by any. I promise you this. The reign of the Rocket Men has only just begun. <laughs>
Red Panda, are you down here? Over here, Squirrel. Oh, hello. Playing with your electric trains. I thought I told you to switch off. You, power down while I'm working on you. Honestly, someone needs to tell these mechanical men that the position of Spunky sidekick has been filled. Every time they work with you, they come back with more banter. I can't help it. I'm adorable. I've heard that. Have you also heard that a gang of flying lunatics has pretty much taken over your city? Don't exaggerate. Sweetie, they flew right in the front doors of the downtown branch of the Empire Bank. Yes, I heard bits and pieces on the police band radio. You heard? And you just kind of sat there? I was in the middle of something. I'm up to my ankles in robot innards, in fact. Gus? There are 32 Red Knights, Kit. Even a small modification takes a good deal of time. There are rocket men running roughshod over your city. Mm, try saying that ten times fast. And you're down in the lair like Achilles in his tent. You think I'm sulking? I don't know what you're doing. The early jobs this gang pulled were precisely planned and executed, down to the last detail. Sure. They knew the layout, even knew the victims' names. Today, they robbed a bank. Not a bank that was particularly high up or difficult to reach, just a bank. They flew in fast, emptied the cash drawers, got into the vault, took what they could carry, and flew away before the sirens even got close. Well executed? Yes. Sophisticated? No. So, what does that mean? It means they're getting cocky, which means they're getting predictable. We'd have to predict them pretty darn good to even be able to keep up with them. Yes. Well, you don't think I had a team of experts work with your eyewitnesses just to produce a headline for the Chronicle, do you? A grateful girl reporter is a very fine thing. No argument here. But their analysis also allowed me to reverse-engineer some of the quite clever bits of this new design and incorporate it into Doc Rocket's technology. And so, voila! Gus, did you... Is that... Did you make me a rocket pack? No, well, yes, but this one is mine. A bit too boxy for you. This one is yours. <gasps> oh! It even matches my outfit. Well, I had some gray paint. And it has a missile. Yes, you should be careful with that. So when you were down here playing with your toy soldiers, you were really... Teaching them to fly? <sighs> yes. Thought we might take a short test flight and then kick some rocket men's fannies. Who says romance is dead? You are listening to the Red Panda Adventures. From DecoderingTheater.com All right, no one move. There's no one here, sir. Empty. Why would it be empty? Perhaps they're closed on Mondays. All of you, stay on your toes. Maybe they heard us coming and ran. And maybe this isn't all that it appears. But if this cat's eye emerald is as valuable as they say, it'll be worth it. Mr. Buckley! Yes, sir. I've got it. I... What is it, man? What's wrong? 
Sir, this emerald the newspapers were talking about. Yes? I think it's a baseball. You think it's a... Baseball. Painted green. And with sequins. But I... Let me see that. So, they finally make a move on us, and it turns out to be an arts and crafts project. Is that the best that you can do? <laughs> no, not the best. Not quite yet. So, the Red Panda, is it? You got us to come in for a landing, did you? It wasn't hard. Just dangle a shiny thing under your noses and you swarm like magpies. And what good has it done you? The doors are all sealed. Doors? Ha! What are doors to us? We can just leave the way we came, through the skylight. Yes, I had hoped you might say that. You are an arrogant fool, desperately out of his league and behind the times. Why don't you come out of the shadows and let me give you a taste of the future? As you wish. Here I am. Fool. Meet the P3X Neutralizer. <laughs> Impossible. No man can stand up to my pain ray. No man has the strength of will. Strength of will takes many forms. Like the ability to project your mind into those of others. To be here when you are not here at all. Or, or over, over here. here. Or, or even, even over, over here. here. And even your ray cannot hurt what is not, not truly, truly here. Strength, Strength of the wheel is a funny thing. Isn't it, Lyle Fawcett? How do you know my name? If you don't want people to know who you are, don't tell them the name the U.S. Defense Department assigned your weapon when you tried to sell it to them. Very clever. They wouldn't say the same of you. There are dozens of contractors that tried to develop a combat rocket pack. None of them as good as mine. I assembled this team, trained them in flight combat tactics to prove to them what my rockets could do. But they still didn't want them. You're too late in the day. The war's going too well. Too impractical, that's what they said, isn't it? And that included your pop gun, too. They don't want weapons that cause momentary torture. A soldier in the field can't advance if the enemy is standing back up behind him with a bad headache. It's useless! Shut up! I told you, Fawcett, it doesn't work on mental projections. You know what else it doesn't work on? What's that? Robot drones. <laughs> You're beaten, Fawcett! You'd like to think so, Red Panda. Rocket men, let's fly! Boy, there's not much left of that skyline, is there? Take them down. Fawcett is mine. You heard the man, girls. Let's hit it! All right, Red Wings, keep it tight. Red 20, take your squad up bay and flank them up lower if they get that far. Red 30, do the same up Jarvis. Keep the perimeter tight, nobody gets through. Say it like I told you. Kiss us. Kiss us. That's better. Go. Red boys, close it up and lay on the heat. Call it out. Red 
Coming up dead ahead. Looks like we're faster than them. Remember, they'll burst like balloons if you bring them down hard. I want them all alive. If it was easy, I wouldn't need a squad of super robots. Take two to a man, one grapple, the other goes for the rocket pack. Here we go! Good job, Six. Detain, restrain, and get back in the game. I can get used to this. Red Two, you've got one on your tail, and he's using real bullets. I'm on my way. Hold on. Hey, laughing boy. What in blazes? Close enough. <laughs> nice rocket. These wires look important. Are you crazy? We'll both hit the pavement. Yeah, but it's okay. You're gonna break my fall. He'll be all right. These handcuffs are gonna chafe like crazy. Wish I could stay, but I've got more trash to take out. Like fun? I'm on my way. Got to hurry. Take what I can and go. We can rebuild. Try again somewhere else. There is no place far enough for you to hide from me, Lyle Fawcett. You're good. I didn't even hear your rocket. I cut the power when I saw you land. I knew you'd lead me right to the loot. You won't be smiling when my men get here. I don't think your men are coming, Fawcett. It is a little disappointing that you know my name. How did you get the Americans to give you my file? We are allies, you know. We both know that's no kind of answer. I suppose it isn't. But I have a few connections, and they have connections of their own. And after all, it isn't like I was asking for state secrets. Just information on a rejected weapon and the would-be defense contractor who had failed to make a dollar on the largest armed conflict in human history. That's got to sting a bit. You're trying to goad me. Trick me into making a mistake. Making a mistake? This whole campaign has been a mistake. Look around you, you're standing in a disaster of your own making. I'm standing in a treasure room with millions of dollars in it. It isn't treasure, Fawcett. It's evidence. And every dollar of it simply buries you deeper and sends you away for longer. None of that matters, Red Panda. Because I have made my point. They said my designs were impractical, that they had no use as weapons of war. But I have waged a war upon your city, and look what I have won. And lost. Not yet. No closer, please. Oh, dear. That again. The neutralizer is a grim experience, Red Panda, and one that you wouldn't enjoy much. It's just a gun. It is pain like the fires of hell, waiting to be unleashed. Listen, son. I know a thing or two about non-lethal ordnance. I've been throwing boomerangs at Tommy guns for more years than I care to mention. They don't scare people. That isn't what they're for. Stay back. I mean it. The only threat inherent in any sort of gun is the threat of death. A pistol's not a very accurate weapon, no matter what the cowboy pictures say. And most of the cowards who carry one aren't very good with it, unless they're shooting targets or tin cans. 
but the sight of one makes grown men recoil in fear. Why? Stay away from me, Red Panda! It's the threat of death, don't you see? The potential to take from a man all that he is. Only a fool wouldn't fear that. But your little gun can't do that, can it? It doesn't have to. I can incapacitate you and make a leisurely escape. Then why don't you do it? I will. I can. You're running out of time, Fawcett. Last chance. All right. You asked for it. <laughs> yes. See? Who's a failure now? Not that bad after all, is it, Red Panda? Not bad. What's... what's happening? Better than I... Not impossible, impossible. But still not good enough. No, it can't be. Uh, oh, oh. My turn. Uh, oh, uh, oh. Uh, You've made terrible mistakes, Lyle Fawcett, and for that you will have to answer to the law. But you have gifts. Use them to serve the peace that is coming, and you will have your room of treasure one day. Oh, I'll, I'll get you, Red Panda. One day, I swear it. Vengeance is more futile than war, Fawcett. There's always going to be someone who is better at both. It was brutal, but brief. And the reign of the Rocket Men has come to an end. And so concludes another adventure of the Red Panda! This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theater through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theater brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure! The Red Panda Adventures, episode 104, Reign of the Rocket Men, was written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons and featured the vocal talents of Stephen Burley, Robert Westgate, Gregory Z. Cook, Christopher Mott, Clarissa Dunetterlanden, and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. Ah, Saturday's Story Circle in the Mutual Audio Network. A time for the family to gather together and enjoy tales filled with adventure, humor, and fun. Speaking of family-friendly, have you listened to Bells in the Bathroom? Catch it on Friday Follies and every other week on Sunday Showcase. It's a time for the family to gather together and enjoy tales filled with stinky puns, odd characters, and bizarre plots, such as they are. Bells in the Bathroom on the Mutual Audio Network. It will have your family going around in circles.